Welcome to this short talk and meditation that I offered for Losar or Tibetan New Year. And in this talk, I'm going to just briefly address the fact that when we connect with what's sacred, when we make big aspirations for our practice, we're not making stuff up. We're actually getting back in touch with what is already real, what's already actually most real about us. So I hope you enjoy this short talk of a few minutes and then a guided meditation. And I hope that your Losar, your new uh, water tiger year is off to a great start. So the meditation that I want to do now, <laughs> it's, it's about something that I really used to undervalue as like a baby Buddhist. Um, you know, in Tibetan Buddhism, well, in Buddhism in general, you tend to start any practice session by orienting yourself toward Buddha, Dharma, and Sangha, the triple gym, as they're called. And you do that really as a way of bringing to mind what is ultimate, what is like really trustworthy. Um, I, I feel like the, the tendency for me is really strong to go for refuge, so to speak, you know, to look for trustworthiness, to look for something to orient me. Like I go for refuge to podcasts and Instagram and novels like Harry Potter has been my refuge all through grad school. He was a great friend. Um, but what I find is, and I mean, again, this is not, this is not just for Buddhists or a Buddhist thing. You know, I just think Buddhism offers a good template for how to, you know, structure the practice by, by just reflecting first of all, on what the scope of your practice even is. So I really love that, you know, a couple of folks have already brought up I'm, I'm in it to become enlightened in this lifetime or to like wake up fully out of this trance that we fall into. Because I think sometimes, you know, those of us who grew up in the West, there's this kind of one lifetime mentality. Like if I'm going to set a goal, then I need to be able to accomplish it. <laughs> and for a traditional Tibetan Buddhist, like herding yaks on the plains of Eastern Tibet, this is not the only lifetime. Like I can say I am in it to become a Buddha so that I can completely wake up myself from all, all like delusions whatsoever and wake everyone else up too. And it might take 5 billion years, but that's okay. Cause I'll be coming back anyway. So I think it just cracks your mind open to even think about that. You know, whether, whether for you, it's meaningful to think about it in Buddhist terms, like awakening or Buddhahood or becoming a bodhisattva, or whether you think about it just in terms of like connecting with your sacred nature, connecting with like the universe with a capital U. Um, I mean, to me, it just, it just blows my mind that we are all made, our bodies come from stardust. <laughs> and, you know, whether you believe in anything beyond that or not, like it's mind blowing to think about those connections. So to me, this practice of starting a meditation session, not just by thinking, you know, I'm going to meditate for 20 minutes and hopefully I'll feel a little peace and calm. But by thinking I'm sitting down, this might be only 20 minutes, but it's like a little deposit in that, you know, vast karma bank, so to speak, that I'm just depositing into here and there. And sooner or later, my aspiration is that it's gonna, it's gonna fuel this remarkable transformation. And yeah, I think I just want to say, you know, to myself from like 10 years ago, or to anyone who's kind of 
starting out on the path and it feels like you're engaging in make-believe, you know, when you say the Tara mantra and you feel that you are Tara or you make this kind of aspiration like, I want to become fully awakened to benefit all living beings. It sounds like fiction. Like it sounds like Marvel should make a movie about it and it would cost a lot of money to make that movie. <laughs> but like from a from a Buddhist perspective, that's actually it's like the archaeological work of uncovering who we have always been. So I just want to like throw out that crazy idea before we start our meditation that maybe what we're doing, it's an act of imagination, but it's an act of imagination into something truer than what we're imagining all the time. Because, you know, me calling this a water bottle just because it holds water and I can drink from it, there's a certain amount of imagination involved in that. You know, there's a certain amount of like labeling that item based on every other water bottle I've ever seen. And I'm not interacting with reality. I'm interacting with an image of reality. And what I see as the real like power and amazing capability of meditation is that it's like somebody laid down tracks and if we follow them, it it brings us back in touch with reality. Um, you know, sometimes when I go on like a meditation retreat, people will be like, oh, you're, you're, you know, coming back to the real world when I finish. And I just want to say like, nope, <laughs> I'm leaving the real world out in that cabin. <laughs> I'm back to do my nine to five, which is not true. I mean, I, I don't think there needs to be a division. It's just for a beginner like me, often there is a division or it feels like a division. So anyway, that's my um, public service announcement <laughs> that what we're going to do is not like an incredible act of narcissism or self-delusion, <laughs> but really something to get us back in touch with what is real. So anyway, I just wanted to preface our little bit of meditation with that. So to start this meditation, I'll keep it kind of short can just settle into the seat. So chair, cushion, whatever's comfortable, you can do it standing up. Settle in and we can all just begin with feeling the contact between the base of the body and the seat. Feeling the heaviness of that contact. I like to imagine the base of my body is heavy and then the trunk and the neck and head are all light. It's rising up naturally. And we can start by imagining that roots or a plumb line or an anchor, something made of light just drops down, contacts the surface of the earth, drops deep into the earth. And it connects us with the sacred energy of the earth. You could think of the sacred energy of the ground of our being, reality itself. Buddhists call it emptiness or Buddha nature. Everyone has their own words for it. From that deep grounded base, now we bring the attention up to the heart center. 
And in the heart center, you can take a moment with or without words just to get in touch with that part of you that longs to crack open to reality and that knows that you can crack open to reality. When you get in touch with that part of yourself, what is your aspiration for this meditation session? Maybe you're having a rough day and all you can really aspire to is, may I get a little more clarity? Or maybe you're able to connect with a vast motivation, whatever that is for you, to free all beings from suffering or to completely wake up out of any delusion or to have boundless compassion and caring. Whatever it is for you, just see what that feeling is like in your heart center. There's an expression in Tibetan, Jangjub Sempa, which basically means like a being intent on awakening. But the expression also kind of has the meaning of a spiritual hero, a hero devoted to the well-being of all living beings. And maybe just hearing that, there's some aspect of you that resonates. So whatever is going on with you in response to that aspiration that you've made, this radiant orb pops into existence above the crown of your head. Maybe it's just directly above the head. Maybe it's a little in front so you can see it. Maybe it takes on an image. But you can feel that this radiant orb has the kind of feeling tone of that part of you that is already awake. That part of you that not only has the capability to awaken fully, but somehow is already awakened fully. Maybe we bury it deeply, but you get to, to have a relationship with it. So as you hold your intention, your aspiration in your heart, no matter how crazy it might sound, no matter how grandiose, I want to prevent all cancer from ever arising in the future. I want this to be my final lifetime of falling under the spell of ignorance. Whatever it is, hold that in your heart and just imagine that this figure or this orb in front of you beams blessings down. Beams them in whatever way is appropriate, maybe as light, 
Maybe they offer you a gift. If it's your grandmother who's representing all this awakened energy, maybe she gives you a cookie. Whatever it is, see what it feels like to accept those blessings. See what happens when you take them in and allow them to just suffuse your heart-mind. And maybe you can just let go of any sense of your aspiration being too big. Allow those blessings to flow freely. So we'll just take a couple of minutes now, feeling that flow of blessings. Blessings from this orb or this figure just charge up your heart mind. They charge up that capacity to hold a large, vast, expansive view of yourself and what you might grow into being. Finally, your heart mind, your heart center is fully, fully suffused with these blessings. So see what happens if you allow those blessings to flow out in the form of light, just beaming all throughout your body, lighting up every cell of the body. Somehow these blessings beam forward into the future too, blessing your future self. And now, just see what happens if you make the wish that these blessings flow out to everyone else too. People around you people in your state or province, the people in your country, all the people of the world. You're sharing this blessing light with everyone. And at the very least, it plants seeds to be able to maintain an open heart toward yourself, toward others. And it 
fills you with a compassion that is powerful and strong. It fills you with the energy to continue on your path. Now we can allow the light of these blessings to come back to our own country, our own area, our own room, our own body. Our own heart center. You can imagine that this orb that we've imagined outside ourselves. If it became a figure, it becomes an orb again. It goes back above the crown of the head. And the radiant light energy of this orb just sinks down and touches the crown of the head. And we invite it all the way down into our heart center. And this orb merges completely with the radiance of our own heart-mind. Like clear water poured into clear water. And whatever aspirations you've made, it's like you've planted them and you've watered them. They have a powerful beginning. And now we'll just take maybe a minute to release any sense of trying to do anything or make anything happen. Just rest present to your own experience. Finally, you can begin to come out of the meditation. Maybe you wiggle your fingers and toes. When you feel ready, blink your eyes open and rejoin the group. <laughs>